As much as it pains me to point out any flaw in that transcendent recording, we do have to issue a small correction. Christmas time is no longer here. We've moved on to the next holiday. Now it's time to ring in the new year. In the Youngman house, that's not much more than chowing down an Outback Bloomin' Onion and watching Seinfeld reruns. <laughs> Hard to think of a better way to kickstart the year than that. Before we head into 2022, I think we should take a moment to reminisce about the year that this happened. Off Key is going to take this episode to pay respect to some of the great musicians we lost last year. We played one of those artists at the top of the show, the drummer for the Vince Guarari Trio's iconic Peanut soundtrack. Jerry Grinelli passed away on July 20th at the age of 80. This special will not follow our standard talk show format. We're going to let the musician's work speak for itself. It is a one last step in the spotlight. With that out of the way, let's get started. There's no better place to start than the beginning. In the beginning, there was a word, and the word was a womp da da boo bap ba bam boom or, or something to that effect. The Big Bang of Rock and Roll is a mistaken drum fill played by Charles Conner on the opening of Little Richard's seismic Tutti Frutti. In his wake, leagues of musicians crafted their percussive accident into the defining cultural force over the next half century. The first rebel of the rock era, Lloyd Price, from New Orleans, the R&B stomper who topped the charts with Stagger Lee, a gleeful celebration of getting away with murder, became the first musician censored for being too provocative. Other trailblazers at the dawn of rock proved you could be just as insightful with a sweeter sound. Don Everly, the older half of the heavenly harmonizers, the Everly Brothers, inspired followers across the genre spectrum. Their consequential masterpieces made them one of the handful of artists enshrined in the country, rock and roll, and songwriters hall of fame. I die each time I hear this sound. The great talent of rock and roll's first wave spilt into legends in their own right. Two rockers who got the start at rock and roll's beginning were still packing arenas until their dying day. These include Charlie Watts, the drummer that propelled five decades of iconic hits with the Rolling Stones. And Dusty Hill, the bassist of the longest lasting rock band in American history, ZZ Top. Some rockers never reached stadium-level popularity, but their music still reverberated throughout the ages. For example, the orchestral pop pioneered by Moody Blues founder and drummer Graham Edge... echoed into symphonic prog rock like Kansas's Robbie Steinhardt. Dust in the wind 
soaring gloom of Anita Lane perfected with the bad seeds. Stranger than kindness Caress yourself or the Baroque piffiness heard in the work of the two Magnetic Fields collaborators, Susan Anway and L.D. Begtoll. Not for all the tea in China Not if I could sing like a bird Not for all North Carolina Not for all my Similarly, there was the unheralded British invader Hilton Valentine, who of his group, The Animals, became an early outlet of rock and roll aggression. Their anger was the essential inspiration for New York Dolls core leader Sylvian Sylvian, the godfather punk who dressed like his godmother. And Richard Kirk, the eccentric electronic composer who laid the groundwork for industrial. And lastly, there was Tim Bogart with his band Vanilla Fudge. Bogart melted pop into drudge and foresaw rock and roll's abrasive potential. His proto-metal eventually morphed into the thrashing roars shepherded by Metallica's matriarch and Megaforce manager, Marsha Zazula. Or the polarizing new metal work of Joey Jordanson's Slipknot. I did my time and I want out. Then there were those members of the rock and roll's first generation who simply had the talent to be the common parts of Baby Boomer's playlists and memories. The list of consistent hitmakers we lost this year include Les McGowan, the late leader of the Bay City Rollers. Jay Black, the titular Jay of Jay and the Americans. Jerry Marsden, the chief architect of Mercy Beat, who lent his name to the British invaders, Jerry and the Pacemakers. Your heart may be broken tonight. But tomorrow in the morning light Don't let the sun catch you crying And the thinking man's monkey, Mike Nesmith, who topped the charts in every way an artist can. Cheer up, sleepy Jean What can it mean to Other singers only spent a brief moment in the spotlight, but still gifted the world with that one perfect song. You 
things are gonna be easier Ooh, child, things will be brighter You just heard Louie Louie, featuring drum work by The Last Living Kingsman, Mike Mitchell, the brassy baritone of Philip Margo's Wee Mawa, and The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and James Burke, the lead vocalist behind the Five Stared Steps' glorious Ooh Child. While that is one of my all-time favorite songs, I can still admit that the Five Stared Steps' lone hit is a shameless copy of that shimmery R&B that poured out of Motown. The sonomic chart reign can be credited to two women who died this year. Wanda Young, the Marvelette, whose vocals on Please Mr. Postman, integrated charts and gave Motown their first number one hit. She set the stage for a literal supreme talent to take over. Mary Wilson, the original and longest lasting Supreme, scored more number one hits in the 60s than anyone that was not a Beatle. As the 60s turned into the 70s, the Supreme's sweet strings morphed into far funkier grooves. Some of the most famous funkers who passed away this year include Sarah Dash, singer and co-founder of LaBelle, Dennis D.D. Thomas, founder of Cool in the Gang, And Ronnie Wilson, the driving force behind the Cat Band. One more name needs to be saluted, B.B. Dickerson, the founder, bassist, and main lyricist of one of Dad and I's all-time favorite groups, War. He was the mind behind the eternally boisterous Low Rider. It is the firm opinion of Off-Key Productions that Low Rider is the best song ever made. However, last year, some bozos offered a different candidate. It's not a bad pick, but it's, it's no lowrider. The man, whose drum licks bolstered the internal rhythm, died three months before he got to see his work recognized in print. I doubt he would care. He had already changed the world. As a main percussionist and co-founder of Muscle Shoals Studio, instrumentalist Roger Hawkins' drumming was an integral part to three decades of classic soul hits. One of the most acclaimed and popular pieces was one he did with the recently departed Purvis Staples and the rest of his family, the gospel outfit turned soul stirrers, the Staples Singers. Oh, I'll Take You There is perhaps the staple singer's best remembered song, but it's not the most original. That opening fill was directly borrowed from The Liquidator by Harry J's All-Stars. Two members of that collective appeared in far more iconic records. 
The song was produced by the award-conquering weirdo Lee Scratch Perry, the man whose singular talent and eccentricities created dub. The song also featured vocals lent by Bunny Whaler, the last surviving member of Bob Marley and the Whalers, the group synonymous with the genre of reggae itself. Get up, stand up, don't give up the fight. Preacher man, don't tell me, heaven is on the earth. The pop chart's occasional conversation with reggae soon grew into a monologue. You, Roy, the slapdash dance hall toaster, turned wordplay and insults into an art form and submitted a foundational keystone for rap. Like I remind you that the studio is being real cloudy. So you stick around and see what the king now pulling down. The man the Hudson on the sea. With Matt Mickle Discard, dynamic fashion. English beat drummer Everett Morton concentrated that primordial rumble into a driving pop force during England's second ska wave. Astro, founder of the group UB40, filtered that sludge into a massive nursery rhyme level sing-along and one of the most authentic reggae number ones ever. Red, red wine, you make me feel so grand. I feel a million dollar when you're just in my hand. Red, red wine, you make me feel so sad. Anytime I see you go, it make me feel bad. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Monkey packing music on the swing. While I've never been a big fan of that group, I have to admire how that flu kit proved the semblance of rap could still work in the pop charts. By almost any metric, John Davis had the greatest chart run in Billboard's history. He is the only person that every single he released hit the top five. His five barn burgers included a number three, a number two, and three number one hits. Yet I would not be surprised if that name means nothing to you. While practically unseen, he was certainly heard. He was the voice behind the infamous lip-syncing, Grammy-forfeiting duo, Millie Vanilli. Girl, I know it's true, and you're listening to WOHM Charleston 96.3 Ohm Radio. Under the disguise of the group, Davis became the first rapper to have a number one hit. He should not be written off as a punchline, but that is no diss. Early rappers blended humor and hip-hop into some of the most enduring hits of their age. A few people turned their tight five into a global smash and reshaped the genre. The clown prince of hip-hop, Biz Monkey, scratched the top ten with his lovably inane take on courtship, Just a Friend. While there will forever be one of my go-to karaoke jams, his real legacy is ticking off Irish singer-songwriter Gilbert O'Sullivan. The resulting lawsuit constricted sampling and only cleared records, thus ending the Wild West Golden Age of pilfering sounds. Another huckster turned jokester was Shock G. Shock G presented himself as an introspective songwriter, but never passed up a moment to celebrate filth. His beloved boast dedicated to bumping uglies in a Burger King bathroom, Scrapped to number 11. Thus, he never managed to bump all the rappers in the top 10 as he so promised. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with the Humpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee. And all the rappers in the top 10, please allow me to bump thee. St- but his co-worker and cousin, Tupac Shakur, more than broke through the charts. 
Lastly, there was a toys dressed to Prince Marquis D. The, and I mean this respectively, Fat Boy, who brought beatboxing to the masses. Listen to the fish sounds of the Disco 3. Ha ha! Uh, 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 <laughs> the majority of old school rappers infused deep mounds of humor. This was a pattern for UTFO's Fletcher Kangle Kid, the early rapper who died at the far too young age of 55, and famously sought after Roxanne Roxanne, thus instigating the first major rap beef. She was walking down the street, so I said, hello, I'm Kango from UTFO, and she's so, I said, so, baby, don't you know, I can sing rap dancing just one show. There was also Duke Booty, who wrote the one song that has come to overshine all of hip-hop's first class, The Message by Grandmaster Flash. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Sources as varied as the Lime Bay Congress, the Happy Feet's Tap Dancing Penguins have added the message as a cultural touchdown. Black Alicious co-founder Gift of Gab might regret being labeled as a novelty, but the twisted roller coaster-like blur displayed on his most famous song makes for an amazing politic. Artificial amateurs aren't it all amazing. Analytically, I assault animate things. Broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken, basically I'm bombarding. Casually create catastrophes, casualties canceling cats. Got the canopies collapsing. Detonate a diamond tank daily doing dope. Demonstrations don dada on it down. Then there was DMX. A lot could be written about the top-selling but troubled rapper who chased promise worlds he never got to cherish. If his life is anything, it's direct, just like his music. He was not the only rapper taken far too soon. We're already losing the next generation. This includes millennial up-and-comers like Young Dolph. This is way too high, you need to cut it. Uh, uh, it, bought a nana, live it with my trap money. Screw. A million up, but still ain't never touched my rap money. Now I'm out in LA with that boy OT. Or Draco the Ruler. You know they had to bring the cops, we going high speed Chases couldn't get me if I'm God, but I'm not Pops on my knots, Mr. Get Guap That's Mr. Get Dope, aka Mr. Moe's Walking out the house with a stove Lingo, bingo, call me Mr. Get Dope A comparable question mark kings over other great talents taken far too soon At this moment, we cannot know if disciples who heard Sarah Harding's Girls Aloud Will ever create a record packed with such ebullient joy as biology Will blaze a trail as crucial and insightful as Sophie did. Sophie was the latest in a long line of producers who exploded ditties in the pocket universes. That lineage runs all the way back to the 60s with the twisted genius of Phil Spector, a man simultaneously capable of packaging love into three minute jolts and depraved villainy, up to and including murder.
There was also Jim Steinman, the melodramatic maestro of excess who screamed up the charts in the 70s, 80s, and 90s without losing his signature bluster. I bet you say that to all the boys. Also, there were underground luminaries like Kelly Hand, or better known as stage name, Kay Hand, the First Lady of Detroit. And Chicago legend Paul Johnson, who turned health from a regional back alley into a cultural dominating force. Lastly, there was Chucky Thompson, the bubble-light super producer and architect of hip-hop soul, who polished rap into a gentlemanly swoon. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music lasting, but I just can't quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epa secret, why not? Why blow up my spot? Because we both got hot, now check it. Studio Records also featured many notable stars who never got to be household names in their own right, but continue to be heard to this day. This list behind the scenes wizards include Robbie Shakespeare, the legendary reggae bassist of Sly and Robbie, whose slide guitar appeared on records for Peter Tosh, Bob Dylan, Jackson Brown, Cindy Lauper, no doubt, and Maxie Priest. Then there was Bob Moore, the cellist and bassist behind the Nashville A-Team, the string arrangers responsible for a country's explosion in the 1950s. I'm crazy for trying And crazy for crying And I'm crazy for loving you and Pee Wee Ellis, the soulful sax soloist who sharpened Van Morrison and provided backing for James Brown's early foundation with funk. In a cold sweat. Perhaps the most dynamic sign man was jazz wizard Lonnie Smith, whose control over the Hammond B3 organ was nothing short of transcendent. Members of world-famous units died this year, including Chick Corea, the jazz pianist and composer, whose strong melodic sense and crisp distinctive touch powered Miles Davis and his own remarkable solo outings. Or Paul Jackson, one of the Herbie Hancock's headhunters, who concentrated jazz and funk into a cohesive whole. While those elaborate rhythms can still amaze, brevity is a solar wit. Nancy Griffith's lovely meld of country folk still compels with far fewer chords. Dance a little closer to me. Cause it's closing time and love's on sale tonight at this five and dine. 
Other country singers who died this year were Fiendish fiddlers and banjo player Sonny Osborne, one half of the bluegrass duo, the Osborne Brothers. Or Rusty Young, who with his band Poco, established country rock as its own growing subgenre. Other country stars found success in and out of Nashville. Three artists were known just as well in front of the microphone as behind. While all achieved some fame in the genre charts, they also wrote mainstream hits. Tell you all the story about a Harper Valley widowed wife who had a teenage daughter who attended to the Harper Valley High. And she's leaving on the midnight plane to Houston. That was the original version of Hooked on a Feeling, made famous by Blue Suede, but first recorded by B.J. Thomas, the country crooner with a bad habit of raindrops falling on his head. He also heard the demo of Harper Valley PTA by snarky storyteller Tom T. Hall, whose curt but pointed lyrics work just as well as sing-alongs as New Yorker short stories, and the gruff but gentleman singer Jim Weatherly, who with a tweak of transportation and destination, Gladys Knight turned his midnight plane to Houston into the immortal midnight train to Georgia. Not all songwriters get to see their credit climb the charts, but their melodies are firmly part of our memory. These are the songwriters who provided the tunes that made other works sing, like Dave Fishberg, jazz pianist, and Woody Wordsmith, who educated children through song on Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. Leslie Brickus, who scored both the villainous Goldfinger and the surrealistic Willy Wonka. Goldfinger, he's the man, the man with the Midas touch, a spider's touch. And Mickey Grant, the first woman to write the book, music, and lyrics of a Broadway musical. So little time for touching hands So little time for taking stands Plenty of life still in the cup So little time to drink it Lastly, we pay our dues to one more person, 
We could have dedicated an entire episode to this man's legacy, which encompasses musical theater itself. The Pulitzer Prize and Tony Award-winning King of Broadway, Stephen Sondheim. Isn't it That was just a fraction of the artists and musicians we lost this year. So many talents were left unpraised. Thankfully, they will never really part us. We can still hear them whenever we want. The man who allowed this modern miracle also died this year. For the closer, let's pay our dues to Lou Ons, the Philip engineer who invented the cassette tape. Thanks to Austin's advice, he and all the talented people we did and did not mention get to live on. Their life continues as long as we keep singing the songs. Time may move forward, but we can always rewind. Low rise.